Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Dr. Anna Karen, and we are living in paradox, a place where awakening souls seek challenging answers. You know, as well as I do, that the common narrative needs an upgrade, and that to heal ourselves and our environment, we need a new way of living. Here we will move beyond the either-or thinking that keeps us so divided and step into a worldview of both and, thus embodying a life of connection that has room for everything. I offer you these imaginings and insights, these heartfelt conversations and challenging ideas as encouragements to take your next step and then another, as together, we create a happier and healthier world. Take a deep breath, relax, and let's dive into paradox. Hello, and quick note, this episode, this interview, ended up being significant, quite long, so we have broken it up into two parts. This is part one. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Anna Karn, and we are living in paradox. <laughs> Today, I am super enthused to be having as my guest, my dear friend and mentor, Larry Byram. A little bit about him. In 2002, Larry Byram launched Alignment Technologies as a holding company for the various operational divisions of higher alignment which assists creative people to recognize and experience their authentic nature and to make healthy relationship choices. Higher alignment programs teach us about ourselves through using creative assessments that assist people in many ways. First of all, we can learn about our life impulses and how we come to accept what we want to contribute to the world. Second, it can teach us to learn about what works for us so that we can choose better relationships. And third, it teaches us about our unique way to love and to be transformed by that love. Higher alignment offerings include singles and couples consulting, conscious parenting, authentic life expression, conscious teaching, new employee selection, theatrical casting, legal counsel and jury selection, and coach facilitator training. Larry's work can be found at higheralignment.com. Hey, Larry, it is so amazing to have you on my podcast here. This episode is very, very enthusiastic to be discussing paradox with you. Um, it's actually a conversation we've had for quite a while. I was just doing the um, doing the math and we've actually been on this uh, exploration and journey for 35 years. Yes, it's been a while. <laughs> and um, you know, that's a paradox in itself. <laughs> you know, cause um, when we first met, we were really around a mutual friend and, um, and I thought, you know, he was more protective of you and trying to keep him very separate from me, You keep you very separate from me. 
which I said, okay, it's no problem. But I actually got to know you and like you much more than him, given <laughs> the fact that he's gone off in the blue and you're still here. So that's a great, you know, ad for paradox in itself. Indeed. And, and you don't know where relationships are going to go. You just don't know how, what makes a relationship great. You know, what are the things that can come out? I, I just finished writing a, a blog on this where I was talking about what are the things that you notice when you meet people in the first 20 seconds? And I had been talking to some other friends of mine who have been around my work for quite some time, and they were giving me different views of what I, you know, what they do than what I do. And I was saying, um, no, I, I look at their creative frameworks mainly. I look at how people are energetically showing up. That's the most interesting thing to me about people. Now, I, in 20 seconds, I can also frame, I can also determine the personality or our defensive frameworks and how we're trying to connect up in a codependent way. But I don't really like connecting in a codependent way. And I don't think many people do if they actually knew what it was. So one of the incredible opportunities I was having with these people is I was talking about what do we do to shift our attention and our focus so we have a creative connection rather than have a connection just based on, you know, on what people want to impress us, how they want to impress us, how they want to control us, how they want to, you know, manage their view of us and manage our view of them. So anyway, so you get the idea that there was a whole uh, unfolding there where I realized that, oh my God, we really haven't, we, I've shifted so far in 35 years. And right now, the way I interact with people is I'm, I check in with them, like I would just do with you. And I don't know quite what's been going on as much in your recent life as, as you know, we would normally have. And I would say, oh, she's doing this and she's doing this and she's doing this. Because you can see congruences in what you're, where you're growing. You can see opportunities where you're taking on new things. This blog being an example. And you could say, oh, now it's, now it's time for her to do this. Now it's time for her to do that. And so as a friend, and you know, I can really appreciate that. I can say, oh, how can I show up in a way that's going to support her right here, right now? And uh, um, and so I'm I'm now writing that down so that other people could help start to do it the way that I'm doing it because it is a part of the way that we think about ourselves. If we can't really engage ourselves and know who we are as creative beings, we can't really engage others on a creative level. We're just going into default ways of, of, of checking in. Well, how are they doing on their instinctive level? How are they doing on their intellectual level? How are they doing on their idealized level? How, you know, And then we're putting all that together and going, okay, on a personality level, they have these issues. And, uh, and boy, I can help them this way or help them that way. And it's like building a relationship because 
because a person has a, a sense that they want to get something out of the relationship? Or are you building a relationship because you're, you want to be surprised? You want the paradox. You want the creativity to lead you. You want to be able to grow with the person. And if you're, if you're focusing on the creative growth, you're not focusing on trying to control anything. In fact, that's the last thing on your mind. Did that uh, overstay my welcome? Am I still? <laughs> am, I, am I still on the island or something? You have not overstayed your welcome. <laughs> You're always uh, welcome. You're always welcome. And you always have a lot of insight, which has been such a support to me through my whole life. So I, or our, through our whole relationship. So I, yeah. This, and this is, we're just riffing here. So it's all good. So, so tell me what, what were, what were, when you brought up the word paradox, you know, in your, in your blog, what were you looking to talk about? Well, basically the premise of what I'm trying to, um, explore and encourage other people to explore is this whole idea of both and as a new paradigm. Um, we've spent so much time, you know, so much time in either or, and particularly with all the things that are happening in the world right now, we, we create, we obviously create our reality by how we interpret it. And we give meaning to words based on our experience. We give meanings to words on, you know, what people have told us, you know, all kinds of things. And um, those meanings matter. And they actually color the framework of our reality. Right. And so if we can step, take a step back, broaden our perspective, broaden our worldview a little bit, Hopefully we can start having conversations. We can start speaking into life in a way that is inclusive. You know, I don't have to agree with you, but I don't have to fight with you either. We can actually maybe even learn something from each other if we are, let's say we're on two different ends of the spectrum. We could possibly hopefully learn something from each other or at least walk away knowing that we had respected each other. And I don't have to tear you down because you disagree with me. And I don't have to feel victimized by your opinions or your meaning. I can, I can be whole in my own view of things and know that other people have a different view. Yes. So in, in the work I do in relationships, we would say, you're moving from the intellectual level to the idealized level, and you're you want to actually take some ownership of what's going on, and so that's also moving it up to the intuitive level. So let me just be really clear. So the, you know, having an either or, uh, having a, I want to say, a, you know, a, a game based on, uh, you know, zero sum outcomes. You know, it's either I'm going to win or you're going to win. And, and that what's been a lot of the social dialogue out there, a lot of the polarization that people have are all around defensive differences. And, um, and they're all arguing over one-sided point of views. 
that they need the other person to actually help complete them. And so they have this perverse thing where they love to argue. And the loving to argue is, is, their, is their way of mixing it up. And, they're, and they're, they're trying to prove they're independent, which is a good thing for in developmentally for them to go, to everybody to go through. But eventually that gets old and you don't construct anything new. And so the stage you're talking about is going into the idealized level to begin with and saying, no, we want to co cooperate rather than compete. And the way to cooperate would be to say, well, I may not agree with you, and, but, I, but I'm looking for a way to find common ground between our two pr perspectives. And, and what we're wanting to do is to is to look at like, what are the differences between your perspective and my perspective and how might they come together? You know, how might there be a paradox in there? And if there's a paradox in this, then there's an opportunity for both learning to happen on both sides. And if that happens, we become a more inclusive whole. Now, this is scary for a lot of people because it means that intimacy is a real thing. It means that vulnerability is actually a facilitator for growth. And, um, and vulnerability and, and intimacy are not common things in our society. We trust people very sparingly. And so because of that, we're, we're in a, a conundrum there. We're in a dichotomy of, uh, you know, are we gonna trust people or not? Are we gonna be open or not? Are we going to be more transparent or are we going to be more concealed? And also there is a little, a little edginess in that space because there's still a desire to be in control. Like I can work with you, but I like to maintain my sense of control, my world. And yes, we can have relationships. We're always in control. But the question is, do you want to have really great relationships or you want to have mediocre relationships? Because, because uh, mediocre relationships are, are those that we're compromising because of control. We're not trusting that everything can work itself out, that there can be an alignment that occurs that is bigger than us. And that there's a learning that could happen there, a discovery that could be happen there, a movement that could happen there that could be fabulous. It could take us in a new dimension. That's where we're talking about moving into the creative level or the intuitive level. And, um, and you know, I'm being a creative being and I have my ideas about my own creativity, which is fantastic. And then you have your ideas about your creativity and how you show up. And... And I respect yours and you respect mine. And then there's a flow. So for in your case, we have, we have similar creativities around expression. You know, in your situation, you love ideas that promote change in, in people's perspective. That really gets, your, gets you going. Me, I like talking to people so I can re reorient them to what they want and give them a, a pathway so that they can find what they're looking for. Um, and, and I do that through storytelling. You do that through 
the the level of um, I want to say of investigation and insight. You know, it's 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 putting together some perspective and it's checking out how others respond to it. And if they don't respond well, you're asking, what is this about me or what is this about them that makes there be a conflict in this situation? And that's what that's what the paradoxical part of your query is all about. It's like, where is the conflict and what can we do about that conflict to turn it around? So it can find uh, wholeness in itself. You know, it's not something that should be foreign. It's, it's rather a lack of, I wanna say clarity with our own truth. It's a lack of inclusiveness with our own truth. Sometimes we take a position because we just don't know what the larger truth is. We, we've never been exposed to the larger truth. Um, and other times we take a, a point of view because, because, you know, we've been taught that's the way to do it. This is the way it is, the, you know. And, and the question we should be asking is, why are we limiting our, our thinking? Why are we limiting the way we're engaging processes? If something's out of balance, then it's not whole. And it's not whole, then it's not the truth. And so we should be wondering if we're stressed out, if we're operating with intensity, it tells us we're, we're in the process of holding ourselves back in our own knowing. And, and don't you notice too that there are, um, there are the breadcrumbs, right? The breadcrumbs that we follow in our growth process that, and these things actually show up in the things that we engage that don't really resonate or the things that we engage that really resonate or the, and how do we tell the difference? The breadcrumbs initially are very um, hidden because you have to be watching yourself very clearly when you're caught up in your personality perception of yourself because those perceptions are partial perceptions. They're not even complete in themselves. And so when you notice something's not right, how do you notice it's not right when everything is not right? Everything is unbalanced. Everything is partial. That's where the real problem is. Now, when you move into your creative self and you start going, I'm gonna track down all the places in yourself that I'm unbalanced and I'm going to investigate those. And you start plugging those holes. And by plugging all those holes, all of a sudden you get more and more wholeness in yourself and your energy is not being lost. Your sense of, uh, you know, I, I, I break it down into life energy, light energy and love energy. And those three energies become more integrated and they work together. And then you can, and then you start seeing, oh, I can use my life energy to uh, highlight a, a love imbalance or uh, a light imbalance. You know, you can use all three perspectives to make sure that you're solidifying and you're, you're operating with integrity. Wow, that would be a game. But when you have no integrity to begin with, and, and most of us walk around the world wondering what integrity is, you know, believing that, you know, uh, they're gonna fall upon it somewhere and they're gonna pick it up and go, oh, this is what it is. But uh, that's not what usually happens for people. It's unfortunate that the breadcrumbs are, are you know, usually major life uh, catastrophes. 
you know, that force you to change in bigger ways than you ever would have cho chosen consciously. I, I, I like it. I like it so that you the breadcrumbs are smaller, you know, that we can we can we can select which ones we're doing and and work through each one in some kind of methodical way. That is my preferred way of doing it because my life doesn't get thrown out of whack when I do it that way. But there are a lot, most people out there are, are not sure what the breadcrumbs are. So when they actually are thrown a life circumstance that just knocks them out of whack, that is their breadcrumb. Come back, you know, 50 fold, you know, and now running, rolling over them like a rock. You know, so uh, and they're being squished. Uh, that is the uh, the breadcrumb uh, getting this revenge because we've been denying it for a long time. Yeah. Well, I also think too. I think there is something about an energetic intent to notice when things are off. And I, and I think one of the things that we've been so pulled away from is actually our physical being, like our actual physical body senses, because those, those are really our first warning signals in a way, but we've so, you know, we've over caffeinated ourselves, we've overfed ourselves, we've over stimulated ourselves through various screens and various things and, you know, busyness. And as you were saying, all the stress and all the impact of that, We've really moved away from the sense of, you know, that intuitive knowing that for me lives in the body. Right. I, I agree with you. Uh, the, the real part of the work I've done is really been about what are the imbalances starting with what we call the experiential modalities. That is simple things like sensations, feelings, emotions, and thoughts. And we distinguish each one of those modalities. And each one is its own frequency and its own way of knowing. And, and so if we're repressing those, and there are two ways of, actually three ways of repressing them. One, we could be overdoing them. If you overstimulate a, a one modality, um, what happens is it can be a comp, it can be a, it could be a shift from underdoing another modality. Cause if, you know, and so if you look at all the modalities, you could go through and you could say, oh, I'm overdoing this one, I'm underdoing this one, I'm overdoing this one. And what that does is it creates an accordion problem. You know, you have all kinds of flexible uh, assessments of what's going on, but nothing's making sense to you. And the music is very weird. Because you, you, you think you're in control and, and yet these notes come out that you didn't expect. Anyway, but going back to the point, there are three types of repression. You can overdo it, you can underdo it, or you can be compromised by both. And, um, and when, you, when you're compromised, let's say, let's say you're compromised on your feelings. We'll just use that as an example. Uh, and let's say that you're overdoing your feelings and what that does is it's under it's pushing us to underdo our sensations we feel out of balance in ourselves we feel that we don't have an existence and we feel like we're maybe maybe you would feel like you're just charged up but there's nothing happening 
and you're 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 dying for some kind of stimulation. Well, why are we caught in addictions? It's because of the imbalance between sensations and feelings. Almost all addictions are based on that imbalance. It, it, it's like we need a balance between those two things to have a, our presence be acknowledged, our existence to be balanced. If our existence is not balanced and we're doubting ourselves, we're searching for an answer to what's wrong with us. And we don't know. And the real, real answer to that, by the way, is that we're creating a creative void within us because we're denying our creative purpose. Each one of us has a creative purpose. And if we were to start to explore that and to engage that, we'd find that our existence would start to get more real. And then we would start noticing, oh, I actually may be enjoying my body experience. Uh, that's much better than, you know, getting into adrenaline junkie stuff where I'm overstimulating my uh, sensations uh, out of fear of dying almost because I'm I'm doing those, uh, you know, those those people that use those. Uh, uh, they create those body suits that are gliders and they jump off cliffs and uh, and they come plummeting down 10,000 feet, you know, in a matter of 10 minutes or something. And, you know, those people, you know, there was a movie I saw recently and, you know, there were six people on there uh, that they sponsored and they, they took pictures of doing this and like only two are left. This is two years later, only two are left because the rest are dead. So the question is, you know, that's going a little bit too far. Uh, in the pursuit of, you know, being proving that your existence matters, you know what I'm saying, that you're going to do things no one else can do. And they were just, they were following the idea that they need to prove themselves as real by being alive and living in that moment, which is very uh, uplifting, if you think about it, but it just went way too far. But my, but you, you can get the idea there that it's the sensation feeling imbalances on the instinctive level it's the emotional and thought imbalances on the intellectual level and it's the on the idealized level it is the emotions and feelings imbalances and if you start building out that structure you start realizing wow it describes the entire framework of relationship interactions because if i'm not available in some way what do i do i protect myself I overprotect something, believing that it's a problem, and I get used to protecting that, and I don't develop that capacity. Therefore, I need another person to take care of me in that way. Therefore, it creates codependent interactions and relationships. Now, I, I think everybody would identify that those four basic modalities describe most of people's experience, you know? sensations, feelings, emotions, and thoughts. Um, but what I've been really having fun doing is working on the higher level modalities. And I call this intuition, straight knowing, and unity thinking. Yes. And these are, these are our creative modalities. These are the modalities that empower us to integrate all the lower modalities into something bigger, and, and, and be able to go beyond our personality, I wanna say self-imposed limitations. 
because we have all fears that are keeping us stuck in our idea of who we are, our idea of the past. And we just, in our creative level, we wonder why are we carrying this baggage around? What, what good is this baggage? And it's not really protecting us from very much. So what are, what, why do we insist on using defenses uh, to, I'm gonna say, poorly protect us? Because they're not, it's not, defenses are never good at really protecting us. They, the more we build them up, the more we expand them, the more we do isolate, separate, and insulate us from other people, which are the three major benefits of a defense. But on the other side of that equation, you got to wonder how much are we losing of who we are by holding ourselves back that way and not interacting with people around us that could balance the counterbalances, support us, grow, help us grow, help us expand in those places we were hiding or denying or discounting, because we all have tons of those places to explore. Indeed. Did that answer some of that the question that you were trying to get at? Yeah. So this concludes our conversation in part one. Please do follow along as it continues in Paradox in Relationship, part two. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Living in Paradox podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at dranakarin.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A-K-A-R-I-N.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you in Paradox.